0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast. Sports Extra with Sports Guy JP. Sports Guy JP, how are you this evening?
1: Uh, I'm okay. I'm assuming I'm doing better here than they were in Heinz Field this morning. But, you know, I'm just happy to be able to talk about the game. And I'm excited to dive into it.
0: Yeah. It looks like the Steelers are... uh, I'd say this season is definitely uh, probably shot. And I'm not saying that just based on one game, but I don't see that this team has it to like bounce back and be resilient and have a second wind and make a strong playoff push.
1: Yeah, the league has a lot of parity this year, which I like. I like there really aren't any dominant teams and that every team, you know, is a game or two away from the top dogs. But having said that, I see a lot of AFC teams trending in the right direction, and the Steelers are definitely not one of them. So I think this year. You know, if they beat Baltimore twice, they can, you know, make, make a year of it. But at this point, I don't see playoff implications.
0: I'm kind of of the mindset where if your team doesn't have a chance to make a deep playoff push, then I'd rather just see them lose. And I know that you're not supposed to lose as a professional team. And they're not like, they're not out of it by the numbers yet. I just I feel like they'd be better off, you know, losing games, get a better draft pick.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying
0: not... to to tank it, but that's kind of as a fan what I I'd rather see them lose at this point.
1: Yeah, but it's a very weak quarterback draft class. But I did hear, despite that, Kenny Pickett is an official Heisman Trophy nomination.
0: Yeah, he he ha- I think he has. But oh, like
1: the the names came out. Uh, well, I saw I didn't see the official list, oh, but okay. he has made the cut, and according to. I don't know if this was a local thing, um, so the voting could easily be skewed in his favor, but I did receive a ballot to vote. Um, I think it was a fan vote, obviously. I don't think it's counting towards anything, and I voted for Pickett, obviously. According to that vote, he got 43% of the vote and is number one.
0: Yeah, I, I saw what you were talking about. I don't think that has any say on the actual person. I think it's just a fan vote. And yeah, And you're, you're, you're probably see... right. It's probably a regional thing. Yeah,
1: Fanduel does have uh, Bryce Young as an overwhelming favorite at the moment. C.J. Stroud is second, and then Pickett's tied for third with almost everyone. Oh, else.
0: really? Well, that's more impressive than seeing anything because yeah, yeah. But, but Vegas... he's, like a
1: distant. He's distant with the other guys.
0: Oh yeah, but how many guys make it like to the finals? Like five. They have they invite at some of them. he least does though.
1: Having said, he does have more. Uh... Total yardage, passing and rushing, then Stroud and uh, Young um and more passing touchdowns. Yeah. He just obviously the strength of schedule's not the same.
0: Right. I saw that <laughs> when they were playing Syracuse, I guess he had a chance to beat Marino's touchdown record. So I think he he's closing in on that.
1: And then he'll be a great future NFL bust. <laughs> just oh. my, my my opinion. I'm wishing him well. I hope he's successful wherever he goes. He's the best pit quarterback in my lifetime. And, you know, I-, I wish him the best. I just don't see him trans translating to the NFL at this
0: I reason. think he would be as good as any of these other rookie quarterbacks from this class. But that's not saying much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I'd, uh but bar's not very high, but I-, I think he could at least reach that.
0: Let's uh let's get back to Steelers talk though. Uh there was a lackluster loss. Um, this
1: was yeah, this was the worst game they've played all season. Yeah. Yeah. Put it lightly. I,
0: <laughs> I, it, it was hard for me to watch to just stay invested in because it was like, it seemed like the motivation wasn't even there.
1: I think when Tyler Boyd said the Steelers quit, when they played the first time, the Steelers decided to still quit for the second round.
0: Yeah. That's so strange to me. I thought they would have had like some extra heart here and that, that, I mean, they said at the end of the game and he wasn't, you know, subtle about it. He said they quit on him and, it looked like round two.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's in. Steelers picked up right where they left off when they played Cincinnati, and it was a beatdown. I mean, I was hoping at one point in the game they would just throw a different football game on.
0: Yeah, yeah. It w- that's what I'm saying. It was a struggle to watch. Can we officially label Devin Watt uh, Devin, Devin Bush as a bust?
1: Devin Bush has been probably the worst starter for Pittsburgh all season. Um, He continues to be a non-factor coming back from injury. And this entire year, he struggled um, to make, you know, any sort of big-time plays. And a lot of people did say during the offseason, the Steelers' D is going to be top-notch and they'll be way better if Devin Bush coming back. Um, When you look at guys like Quan Alexander, Jalen Smith, they struggle coming off ACL injuries at the position. And I see the same struggles with Bush.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, it's definitely not getting better. Do you, I mean, I don't know if it's a mental thing, but he needs to start moving. <laughs> like yeah. he, He's he's just a tree there until they're right there, and then he reaches out and usually misses, it seems like, anymore. Yeah. Well, what recorded. are they going to do against the Ravens next week? With Mark Andrews, with Lamar Jackson running, that whole running game. The Steelers don't look like they want to tackle.
1: Well, w- one thing... The Steelers do play the run a little bit better than the pass, which is why I think Cincy is such a matchup nightmare with the receivers that they have. Um, no, not not to say that Joe Mixon didn't have himself a field day either. But Joe
0: Mixon looked like he just did what he wanted. He just imposed his will.
1: The yeah, whole he offense played a phenomenal game. It was bad across the board for Pittsburgh. Um, I think they may match up better against Baltimore than Cincinnati, but. I still don't have much hope going forward.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like when they were going to play the, the Bengals, when we were talking about it last week, I thought, you know, Jamar chase and Tyler Boyd and those guys would cause matchups against the Steelers secondary, but the way Mixon just ran the ball, I thought the Steelers had a better run defense than that. And uh, I don't know. Is it, you know, their mindset? I mean, I think you have to want to stop the run.
1: Yeah. That's what I thought too. Um, Mixon, though, 165 and two touchdowns on the ground. He averaged nearly six yards a carry. And uh, back up back, uh, Chris Evans, five carries for 23, 4.6 average um, yesterday. Um, Joe Burrow only had to throw the ball 24 times because they were running the ball so efficiently. And he completed 20 of 24. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that high. So not only was, you know, Mixon, you know, picking his chops and running the ball down the field, but I mean Joe Burrow was shredding the Steelers just as you know just as poorly. Um secondary looked out of sync. Um J- James Pierre was filling in for Hayden and James Pierre he makes six an catches absolutely on for 104. He... Like that's inexcusable.
0: Pierre makes an absolutely ridiculous play like every week. And I don't mean ridiculously good, like when they were playing Detroit he just got stopped. The the dude froze him with the juke. And then in this one, like, that deep touchdown that he just jumped up for and, like, did a flip, like, I, he didn't even come close to, you know, breaking that pass up.
1: They're just an incredibly thin team, too, like we said at the beginning of the year, and when Hayden's out, like, they fill in Pierre, and it seems like no matter who they put back in the secondary, they struggle. Like, they, they just, I, I never got getting rid of, um you know, the corners they had last year. It made no sense to me. Instead, they gave Juju an extension, and it hasn't worked out. Um,
0: bringing back Juju was so stupid.
1: And yeah, I, I, I know you could say hindsight, had...
0: hindsight with the injury, like, but I'm saying before that, we, we all weren't fans of that. The receiving core that they had, as we can see now, I mean, like, are, are, it's not like the Steelers are losing games because they're missing Juju.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's exactly like we said um, with... Um, you know, bringing Juju back, they're not able to re-sign someone like Steve Nelson, who would have been great to have, or Mike Hilton, who obviously uh, right, we, know, that. we should have kept. That was
0: a, I thought that was an awful decision by Ben to throw that
1: out. Mm-hmm. And it was right off the Mick Fitzpatrick interception, which was a big-time play. Yeah. With all of the criticism that he's faced all year, he took points off the board with that interception, and Ben just gave him right back by...
0: Literally on the, on he threw the play. An
1: out route that went directly to the D back. And, you know, of all people, of course it was, you know, Mike Hilton
0: to make that throw, you have to be in the prime, best arm strength and put it on the money. And it's still one of the most risky throws in the NFL.
1: Yeah, it was a horrible decision. And I mean, it seemed like in that point if the Steelers really put their, you know, put everything together. They could have tried to come back, but that was the thing that really put the dagger that pick six is what ended the game
0: what are your other thoughts about the the Steelers offense from Cincinnati
1: I think they were outplayed uh 10 points is an excusable number to score if you expect to win football games in 2021 um Najee Harris had eight carries for 23 yards it's inexcusable he is your best player and I think that maybe the game plan wait what, what was up. Najee's stat line again had 23 yards on eight carries.
0: How was he getting eight carries?
1: Yeah, that's the issue. I'm thinking maybe... He should have
0: eight carries on the first two drives.
1: (laughs) I think maybe the game script threw him out immediately, but that's your best player. Um, Ben attempted 41 balls, completed just over half of them, two interceptions. The
0: Steelers seem like they want to play the way they want to play, not the way they need to play with their personnel.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and it's like how many weeks and that goes for offense and defense yeah like how many weeks are we going to see the same style of play and um it's to to, to quote what uh ryan clark said this morning he said pittsburgh football is not about having fun it's about dominating people on the field with physicality and to be honest that's not what they're doing they're more concerned about you know um being the team that you know has the cool coach the um you know I think Tomlin's had, you know, lots of success and struggled in times. I think he's not tough on the players when he needs to be. Um, and that's something I've heard, you know, from multiple former players and analysts. So it's true. Like it, this isn't something that, you know, people just like to bring up. It is obviously true. If enough people are saying it, right. Including guys like Ryan Clark and James Harrison, um, yeah. It seems I mean, players like on the team right
0: practice. now, like Schobert, are saying how practice needs to be taken more seriously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's obviously what's happening in the play. Um, what Baltimore is today is what Pittsburgh wishes they were. You know, they yeah. both of them were tough teams, like we said last week run the ball, play defense, pride yourself on your toughness. Baltimore seems to have maintained that, and Pittsburgh has gotten away from it. And it seems to be with the Diva players that they've brought in, guys who, um, Don't respond well to coaching, it appears. And the coach we do have isn't necessarily, you know, hard-nosed. He's more laid back, which, you know, I'm not saying that, like, obviously guys like Sean McVay who have been like that have been successful. But I think Tomlin needs to realize what he's doing isn't working. It's not best for the football team. And it's up for him to get tough or to find find the players who want to be coached and don't want to be a distraction.
0: Doing that is fine if you're winning. But they're not and they're not dominating games and even in their wins they're like fluky. I mean let's yeah. not forget a couple of these wins and ties we can we can thank block punts to.
1: Yeah, the Buffalo game was on a block punt. Um they, t- they tied the only team in the league found a win. And you know they they only won by a couple against the Bears. And on that team... block
0: punt it took them five plays to get in a PI on fourth down.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was right. That was the other um, other week too. that was
0: what's stopping them from losing to the lions
1: yeah yeah and it's just it's consistent every week it's they need a simple way of winning football games and to not turn the ball over and to run the ball and the thing is like teams in today's nfl no no one fears the steelers that's what you have to do to beat this team and teams are adapted and they realize it they realize this is a organization that is no longer feared they were a Great team during, uh, you know, obviously the Noel era into the Cowher era where they maintained a sense of pride and physicality and still on the early Tomlin days. And now it's like, no, anyone and Steelers lack the ability to be a finesse team like the Rams. They don't have the talent to do that. And they're not a physical team. So what's your identity? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think Ryan Clark was alluding to it, or maybe he might have just flat-out said it, that, like, the current Steelers are kind of getting by on the backs of former teams, and they're not doing it themselves. Like, it's time to, to win some games.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, like, they haven't won a... Like, in their last 17 games, Um, so if you include this year, obviously all of this year into last season, their last 17 games, so if that would be a season, obviously, yeah. um... They're 6'10 and 1. They've been rushed by 940 yards. And um, they haven't won a playoff game um, since the last time they won their playoff game. 20 teams have won a playoff game in that span.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not cutting it. That's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and then they're going to play the Ravens next that's week.
1: That's not even the Cincinnati Bengals way. <laughs> yet alone the Steeler way. Like, this is... You can even date it back to last season. They were 11-0, but people were like, they are not playing well. This is not a good football team. And yeah, they we... were the
0: worst 11-0 team that's ever been.
1: Mm-hmm. And it seemed like we jumped on the bandwagon since Cam Hayward and TJ Watt were playing so well that maybe they could pull it out as long as the offense could maintain maintain control of the football. The teams are realizing that that's all you have to do to beat this team. And quite frankly, they don't fear anyone. And they're a 500 team right now. And they still play Baltimore twice. I I, I just don't like where they're heading. Um, I, I think handing the ball to Najee Harris eight times is pathetic. You don't win football games that way. And I think that if they really want to be a contender, I, I mean, like, they just need to find a, a different style of play. It's a weak quarterback draft class. I think that they need an upgrade with Ben, who's not mobile. He stands back there in the pocket, can't move. Um just seems like a lot of, like, forced underneath things to Deontay Johnson um, and then over top of Claypool. Like, and it's just, it's not hitting at the efficiency that it should. I know by the numbers, I mean, Johnson had 95 yards, Claypool had 82. It looks better on paper, but when you look at what the impact they had on the game, it's, it's not cutting it.
0: Yeah, the, the the big numbers that we're seeing are still 10 for the points that they put up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you need to capitalize when you have the football. You need to have, you know, effective play calling. I don't know if Ben and Canada just aren't on the same page or, you know, but it seems like the Steelers just have a dated playbook. Like, if you go back to even Cower, Cower and Tomlin seem to have developed. You know, it seems like the same principles. Screens, underneath game, run the ball, and... I think just the league has adapted and the Steelers haven't.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. What, uh, what are we expecting with Baltimore this week? I, I I'll tell you one thing. How watching some of Baltimore play, this Patrick Queen is a beast on their defense.
1: Yeah, he's uh, improved significantly. Coming out of college, some guys were a little hesitant on his size. Um, yeah he was more of like a good athlete more so than a dominant linebacker, but he's coming into his own.
0: I don't know what his numbers are. I just know from the eye test and watching the game, it seems like number eight is constant, or not number eight. What number is Patrick Queen? Six. Six. Yeah, it sticks out because it's a linebacker with a single digit. Um,
1: <laughs> He seems yeah, like he's eight, around. Eight, eight, someone else on
0: ball. Yeah, time. well, that's why I said, oh, no, it's definitely not eight, although he's around the ball all the time on offense. So, Kyle
1: but Buller,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the great Kyle Bowler. Yeah. he was i remember seeing something it was like before he got drafted and it was just like it was the old school or it was must have been just as he got drafted because they had the old school baltimore logo uh with the raven like head on Mm -hmm. and like the (laughs) the shield the one with uh, tony saragossa used to wear (laughs) pit great tony saragossa but what are you expecting from uh baltimore
1: uh well at least uh they're coming to Pittsburgh, which is an advantage. Um, I think that like I said, I think Baltimore and Pittsburgh match up better than Cincy and Pittsburgh because I think Pittsburgh can stop the run better than they can stop a pass heavy team. And yeah. you saw what Justin Herbert did to him and then this past both games with Burrow and the weapons he had. Um
0: I Having I said it, I thought the same thing going in. Like I think I was I started saying and then kind of trailed off. That's what I thought going into Cincinnati, and then we showed how how good they were against the run.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that's what's going to into next is Lamar is more of a runner more so than of a passer at the quarterback position. Um, he's coming off a lousy week against Cleveland, where he only threw for one sixty five and four interceptions. Yeah, but well, the, that, you
0: you more. have to. Con- uh, you know, get turnovers against him and then convert those into points. That's how mm-hmm. you have to beat Baltimore.
1: Yeah, and it shows so much about Cleveland. I, Baker Mayfield is playing with, like four injuries right now, and he's not good when he's healthy. So he's not even good when he's injured. It hey man, if...
0: we need that backup in. That Case Keenum will will take.
1: Case, case Keenan would have won that off four interceptions. I absolutely believe Cleveland would have won that. <laughs>
0: <case Keenum's been. laughs> Hashtag free case.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm a I'm a big proponent of a case i'd start him over baker i think baker's banged up i think he's hurting his team and when you lose to a team that threw four interceptions uh yeah that's an issue i hate (laughs) cleveland
0: and i don't want to see them win but if they happen to win i hope it's because of case keenum um
1: yeah i I do like baker's swagger and his toughness i I do appreciate more than case keenum no, Keenum's probably got the most. Why? Like Cam Newton's whole wardrobe is probably influenced by Case Keenum. I, I
0: heard Case Keenum just dresses like uh,
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick did
0: the one day <laughs> when he was in uh, Deshaun Jackson's clothes.
1: I heard Case Keenum actually goes by the balls now.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome if he goes old school Brian Bosworth with the with the ripped jersey too. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, he versus, gets
1: like uh, his own like Wizard of Oz theme, <laughs> whatever the hell that was.
0: Uh, uh jp while you're on, well, you know what this, this is going to take a little a little uh, divergence but uh we were talking on the regular poor man's podcast have you seen wizard of oz uh yes i've i've seen it plenty of times okay what are your thoughts on the wizard he's kind of a dick right <laughs> because every the, uh, uh, we had
1: guy. yeah
0: we like we had guest really uh have- Wait, wait, one second. We had guest uh, Stephanie from Billie Jean Denim, and she was on and she was saying how she didn't like the Wicked Witch when she was little, and that was really her least favorite character. And it made me think of the Wizard of Oz. This wizard, he just promised them everything. And they, like, first off, he didn't even want to see them after they traveled. And then he got there, and it was like, no. And then then they did get there, and it was like, fine, I will give you a heart, I will give you a brain. He's He knows all well and good. He can't do that. So he says, Go get the Wicked Witch's broom, which is essentially go kill yourself.
1: Yeah, not to mention, then they find him. He's like hiding behind the screen with the giant green guy's face. Yeah. Yeah, he's like hiding from his problems, it seems like. And then he's at the pulling end, pulling like gets strings off, like, and wheels. He gets off scot free, too, too. Like, it seems like at the end, everyone was like, Oh, the Wicked Witch was so mean. Like, she was clearly the villain. But, like, this guy, like he they're just kinda like, yeah, he was part of the crew of Dorothy and all them. It's was like it? know, this guy this guy was definitely worse than a lot of what he did. Like what the witch did was like one thing. But this guy the whole movie, the whole premise is based off of this guy's lie.
0: Yeah. The well the the wicked witch like was at least upfront about her intentions throughout. She wanted the slippers, gimme the slippers. It's nothing personal, but I mean you did kill my sister. I guess that's personal, but she wanted the Ruby slippers.
1: Yeah, she's like a cool villain, whereas this guy's either the worst villain ever or just the least competent hero.
0: And how old is Dorothy in this? Like, uh,
1: 14? I would say about, yeah, 14. I don't know how old the actress was. Uh, Oh, yeah. Judy Judy Garland was. I I feel like she was probably, like, the first person to be the 30-year-old who plays the 13-year-old. I think
0: she was young in that, though. Yeah. But I, I I could absolutely see what you're talking about. But, yeah, they get there. And then the wizard's like, here, let me see what I have in my pocket. Oh, here's a piece of paper and a heart clock like and then here's this this other honor medal, this medal of honor that obviously wasn't his. He just stole a medal of
1: honor. Probably from yeah. a war hero. Yeah. Like, what has that guy ever done? To and get then
0: a and then the <laughs> one other thing in the beginning before she passes out from the getting hit in the head in the tornado and all that. Uh, the wizards, based on the dude with like the crystal ball, who's also just a <laughs> just a con artist.
1: Yeah, it's it just it, inexcusable. Um, I think he's like here. Uh, I, he close also, your eyes like I said the thing that bothers have. me is that he just gets off scot free from all this. Like he's never criticized as like you know film um, analysts or anyone who wants to criticize the characters. It's always the flying monkeys were bad or the witch was bad. No one wants to, you know, this guy's not held to a standard and he's not taking responsibility for his actions.
0: I'm glad I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Now we can ba- get back to Baltimore.
1: Yeah, anyway, so Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, the yellow so, bridge, the Heinz Field. Basically, what I've noticed from the past, from watching the past couple weeks, I'm I think Baltimore is going to be beat Pittsburgh. Um, I'm, yes, I'm I, what's the
0: number? What's the spread right now? Baltimore right now, has to be favored set by
1: set. Oh, really? Uh huh.
0: It must just be because it's divisional game in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, that's probably. But even like TJ Watt stealing of COVID, if he can't, he disappeared. He had his first, I would say, he had his worst game of the season this past week. I don't know if that was side effects from dealing with COVID before, but here he's back on the list. And if he can't play, that's your game record right there. Um yeah. I don't know about Hayden's status either. But yeah, if Walt can't go, like Cam Hayward's your only playmaker on the defensive side of the ball, and that guy's not catching Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He
0: is doing everything he can, it appears. He is the one bright spot that I saw in the game. It seems like his hustle never stops.
1: Yeah, and I don't think with Baltimore's defense, I think Marlon Humphrey matches up well against any wide receiver. The Steelers play, um, um, your guy, Patrick queen is flying around the field and Calais Campbell should be back. Um, I know he missed last week, but having him on the field, um, makes a difference just from a veteran standpoint. In addition to, you know, what we know he can do as a player.
0: I'm calling it now. There will be a turnover from Patrick queen.
1: (laughs) I I could see it coming. Um, Ben will throw, like, an underneath ball that goes over Friar Mood's head. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know.
0: <laughs> and right in the number six. Yeah. <laughs> Four six. Oh. All right, JP. How about um,
1: a, a stat I saw, though? Um, Steelers, number one. Chris Boswell is number one in field goal percentage.
0: Oh, hopefully he can beat Justin Tucker for the Pro Bowl. That can be, that can be like, our, our Pirates. Um, yeah, when, he's missed, we got uh, Jack one... Wilson in the All Star game or Freddie Sanchez.
1: <laughs> yeah, he missed one kick all year. Yeah,
0: I guess that can go down. The percentage thing can go down pretty fast, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you miss one more, than he's kind of that's like every Probably year. Like week.
0: it seems like every week, there is like he's currently the most accurate kicker in NFL history.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do hear that every week, along with um <laughs> about how um who was Carl Krauser back at Pitt, who was like, well, what was the thing they always said about him? He'd throw up the
0: axe because he's from the Bronx. Okay. <laughs> that's
1: Carl <right. laughs> Krauser, when he was like an eighth-year senior. Yeah. He was in med school. I think he just graduated like two years ago. <laughs> he,
0: uh, <laughs> it's that, and uh I think we talked about on the show before, that Chris
1: dockey he just used to have a lot of blockbots. <laughs> All right.
0: All right, you want to get into What's some picks side then? Note, what if
1: what if Carl Krauser had like four doctorates and that's why he was there?
0: He might, man. We don't know that.
1: <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Number one. All right, to get into the picks this week. My first pick, um, I'm just going to play it simple. I'm going to take Baltimore minus four against the Steelers. Um, based off what I've seen the past couple weeks, Steelers are not trending in the right way. Baltimore is still a physical team and still – the number 1 team in the AFC North. I think that the division runs through Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the division. He's coming off a lousy week, so look for him to rebound. He um he won't win MVP, but I think he's a fair candidate at the moment. Um I think Marlon Humphrey, like I said, matches up well against whoever the Steelers think is their number 1 wide receiver. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just look, I I don't think the O-line for Pittsburgh. This is a new O-line playing Baltimore for the first time. I don't think they'll be ready for what Harbaugh has in store for them from a, um, uh, mindset. I think that Harbaugh will have his guys ready. Cause they're, they're more, they're a more experienced team at the moment. I don't see that in Pittsburgh and I like Baltimore to win by a touchdown. At least
0: JP, do you think on FanDuel duel or, or one of these, uh, betting sites, I could get action on Patrick queen scoring a touchdown.
1: Patrick queen touchdown. Um, Anytime. Anytime touchdown, Anytime touchdown
0: Patrick Queen. How much do you think if I put 10 bucks on it?
1: Uh, th- that would be worth at least
0: a couple hundred
1: and time. No, it would be worth more than that. I would assume Patrick Queen touchdown. Yeah. I think that'd be at least somewhere in the thousands. Yeah. For I'm going to look touchdown. for it. I'm going to put my money where You're my money touchdown, is. not turnover touchdown. touchdown. That's going to be, <laughs> can you do turnover? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> my experience with uh, my bookie, .ag, and FanDuel, I have never seen where you could bet any time touchdown scorer on a defensive player. Oh, That would be or a bold whatever. pick. You could bet the over-under on interceptions on Roethlisberger. <laughs> Generally, those are all set to one and a half or like... Oh, I eh.
0: <laughs> uh, I kind of like the over just because I think they're going to be like, well, we're going to run the ball two times. And if he doesn't take them both for touchdowns, we're going to give up on the run. And then we're going to throw it 56 times.
1: One thing I hate to in Fanduel, And i it seems like they used to this on it. They still do, but it would be like, um, you could take a player. So let's say it's chase Claypool. Um, it'll be like to get 25 plus receiving yards. And then they set it. And it's like from 25 to a hundred. And then obviously the numbers go up or down, depending on what you want. But yeah. to get him over like twenty five would be like a really be like minus a couple thousand. I want to do the opposite. Like I want to bet Chase Claypool under twenty five yards and get that payday. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like they only offer it on occasion.
0: Oh huh. well, that'll be something uh fans of the show have to look out for. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I heard Patrick Queen not only a turnover but a touchdown.
0: Yeah. Well, that that's I I Unless only we said think that
1: Mike Vrabel or something, but.
0: No, well, I only said touchdown because I thought that would be the only way I could get action on it. If they have a turnover, then I'll bet a turnover.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> on the words for that. Yeah. And it's also what the battle of the kickers, like we said, Boswell and Tucker.
0: Yeah. Well, that might be what it is. It could just be uh, the, you know, who can get it past half field more.
1: It's really what it might be. Tucker, if it comes down to game a field goal, like it's going to be like Tucker can kick from within 60.
0: Yeah. The yes. Heinz Field factor. Do we know what Justin Tucker's kicking percentage in Heinz Field is?
1: Um, I have no idea. Is there question. any
0: way to, to to even find that out? I bet you could find that on the on the thing while you're thinking about it. Uh, who who are who are your guys to watch for on Baltimore's offense other than Lamar Jackson?
1: Baltimore's offense is pretty limited outside of Lamar Jackson, um, but I have been impressed it seems like Devonte freeman may be their lead back after all of this time with um you know they were b- bouncing around after the injuries with davis murray and Le'Veon bell but he really has been the one to come out of his shell the best i think um so i'm excited to see how he runs the ball um obviously mark andrews is their playmaker um the w- wide receiver positions they've invested a couple first rounders in over the past few years but it's still a Mark Andrews is still the go-to. I, yeah. Th- yeah, I'm looking forward to Andrews, and I like watching uh, Pat Patrick uh, Ricard play too at the fullback.
0: Yeah, he's a big dude.
1: Yeah, he's huge. Not that he's going to like have monster numbers, but look for him. Um,
0: he's called big a, sausage a or something, isn't he? he needs to be a
1: lead blocker to push Lamar Jackson the head on quarterback sneaks they have to. Um, and he catches the ball um more effectively than most of the fullbacks for how big he is. Um. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited for them, and uh, I want to see how Villanueva holds up against the city line.
0: Yeah, Watt playing could be a big factor into that. Um, I was talking about Ricard, Ricard, right? The fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was saying he might have been the big sausage, but I think that's Anthony Sherman, who was in uh, Kansas City. But mm-hmm. that brings me to my my other tangent kind of question. We were talking about it on Regular Poor Man's po- Podcast yesterday. JP, you a sausage link or sausage patty guy?
1: Uh, I like them both, but I'm going to go with links.
0: I agree. I agree. I, I I like a link straight up. The redeeming quality of a patty is you can put it on a breakfast sandwich. But other than that, the link is the way to go.
1: You also get like a pop, like a sizzle pop. Oh my God. That's exactly link. what
0: Shay and I were saying on the show. yesterday. You get that little like kind of casing. Big fan of that. All right, JP. Number two.
1: Number two. Number two. So this week, um... I'm a little hesitant about this. I, I don't love the pick, but believe it or not, I'm going to take Detroit plus seven oh. against Minnesota.
0: Oh, really? Just because divisional game, you think
1: it's going to be close? I've been going back and forth on this one. I think Minnesota's the better team, and they will win, but they won't cover. Um, and Here's why. Minnesota, much like Pittsburgh, likes to play their level of competition. Talented bunch that just doesn't put opponents away. Um, They have not. They have only covered a seven seven points one time this year. Every other game has been that they've won has been held within seven points. Um, No Dalvin Cook, he's gone. Um, Despite DeAndre Swift will also be out for Detroit. Haven't said it. um, Williams ran the ball better against Minnesota for Detroit when they met in Week Five. Um, Week five, Minnesota played at home and only won by two. This week, they're in Detroit. Detroit's due for a win eventually. Um, they've been playing better as of late. I think Minnesota's the better team. But like we say, division games are always close, and seven points is a lot. Give me Detroit. I'm not saying it with the most confidence in the world. but Vikings the
0: seem like they find themselves in close games.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I can a lot see of
0: one-possession
1: games. I could see this going to be like 33 to 30. Yeah. That's yeah. just how that's the type of team Minnesota is. Um, they're, they're first in sacks as a defense. So there's a lot to like um, Justin Jefferson's played well, incredibly well as of recently. Um, Alexander Madison played in week five and ran for over hundred too. So there's a lot to like with Minnesota. I think just seven points right now. And just the way they are as an organization, they, they just played their level of competition. Seven points. There's a lot of points.
0: Yeah. All right. Number three.
1: Number three. Number three this week, uh, I'm going to take the Patriots on Monday night against Buffalo. New England is plus. It was three when I picked them, but they moved it to two and a half, which is the worst half (laughs) you could get. Yeah. So two and a half to three is the biggest blow when it comes to gambling. But, Having said it, I, I, I still – I'll take New England in the points. Um, New England is 5-0 and on the road this year. They're playing in Buffalo. Um, and if you look at the last four weeks, New England has 12 sacks, which is second in the NFL, and they're first in interceptions with nine. And they've only allowed 26 points, um, which is first over oh, the course wow. of four games. Um, and Buffalo, New England, both right now top two defenses in the league. Um. Having said it, I think New England's defense matches up better against Buffalo's offense and vice versa. I think Buffalo, while they get turnovers and can, you know, they allow very few points. I think that Belichick's going to take Mac Jones, let him throw the ball 20 times maybe, and then with their different running backs, they'll get them involved, they'll control the clock, do what they can. Josh Allen is turnover worthy for as great as he is, he turns the ball over. And I in New England's one in takeaways, um, you know, over the past few weeks, I think that Josh Allen and his receivers are gonna have a tough matchup against New England. Um yeah, outside the- of Stefan Diggs, they don't really have that two option. And I think J C Jackson has played unbelievable and I think that they'll blanket him on Diggs and force someone else to beat them.
0: Yeah, this is about as big of a game as the AFC East has seen in quite some time.
1: Yeah, will the Bills that. officially
0: overcome the Patriots and be like the top dog out of there? Because they've, they've showed signs of taking over, but then they never seem to actually do it.
1: Yeah, plus it's, uh, there's always that like mental factor. Like this is the Patriots. This is Bill Belichick. You have to play better. Buffalo may have gotten confident last year. But it looks like New England's got a quarterback again, and Buffalo may be the little brother again.
0: That's kind of how it's been with, like, Cleveland. They couldn't take over Pittsburgh or whatever, and then last year they finally did. But, you know, could this be the time that Buffalo should? Buffalo seem to be trending not up. I don't know that they're going down, but they're not impressing anybody.
1: That's how it is. Just the whole AFC and NFL in a way, I don't think there's any dominant teams. We just have a lot of good teams and a lot of, like, upper-tier like average teams. And I'm excited to see how that plays out when the playoffs hit. But at the moment, like, I think New England might be the hottest team in the NFL right now outside of Green Bay. Yeah, I, I'm impressed with the way they're controlling the football and playing defense. They look a lot like the team that won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady against the greatest show on turf. Now, I'm not saying that they'll go to the promised land or anything, but I see a lot of similarities. And I think that they're a team that's due for a playoff run.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, the Bellatrix, the, this could be huge for him. It would be huge for, uh, I think it's big for the NFL to have Belichick in the playoffs too.
1: I do too, especially if the success Brady's had. Um, I think that this is great for the NFL, and I think the best, outside of like a Manning-Manning Super Bowl that they always wanted back in the day, this is like, bigger than that like for the league this would be incredible Uh, brady
0: belichick matchup
1: yeah you get the best coach of all time the best quarterback of all time from the same team i I mean what's not to love at at that point i I do like um do you like tampa bay Bay? yeah i guess Uh, i i still like tampa bay despite some of their um struggles they're still it, like, you still have to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs to get yeah, to the Super
0: Yeah, right. As long as Tom Brady's in the playoffs, I will go with Tom Brady until mm-hmm. until he shows that he can't do it. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, he's continually shows that he can.
1: Yeah, like last year, I thought last year was the first time in my life I thought Mahomes was better than – I thought someone else playing quarterback was better than Tom Brady, kind of undisputed. And then when the Super Bowl came around, like, <laughs> it wasn't even close.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh yeah, I found the style I was looking for. So J.C. Jackson for New England, um, since week nine, he's allowed four catches and has four interceptions.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty good when you're making as many catches as you're giving up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what a corner should be, not these Treffon Diggs guys who people think is good even because they're not tracking the catches he's allowing, the yardage he allows. Yeah. J.C. Jackson is, in my opinion today, the best corner in the NFL, and it comes right after... Stephon Gilmore was with New England. Like, Belichick knows how to produce corners that's better than anybody. That's so crazy to me that it's
0: just like, okay, next guy up, and now he's the next best corner.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly what they've been doing. I mean, New England's has themselves throughout the past two decades on underrated defensive players. You know, the guy like the Ryan Clarks and Larry Footz that we've talked about in Pittsburgh. Yeah. New England's had so many of those guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, great Pro Bowl caliber guys who just may not be hall of famers but you know guys who you yeah, know like those, dante hightower you know the McCordy brothers guys who are just steady guys steady
0: Micovich. i mean yeah back when they had teddy brewski and uh willis or, uh geez
1: high law who the hell am i willy mcguinness Willie, McG- Willie, McGinnis. No, McGehee, Willie...
0: McGinnis. guinness yeah, yeah. Um, i was gonna say McGehee, was and punk. i was like it was definitely not him no it was him and like rabel at the rabel. time and then you had no, it was, like <laughs> richard sherman Lord and vince wilfork was a beast forever
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these guys they stick around in New England for years too. So I see that Calvin Noy's back. That's a Belichick guy, and yeah, I'm really excited for the Patriots this season.
0: Judon and Vinoy look pretty good.
1: Yeah, Judon's became uh, he looked great in Baltimore, but he's coming one of the top tier pass rushers in this league.
0: He is. He's. It seems like every game I'm watching, he's in the backfield. That's uh,
1: number four. He's, that was number three.
0: Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. We're going to number four.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Number four?
1: I'm going to take, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Miami Dolphins, who we never talk about. I don't remember three. talking
0: about them once other than saying I kind of like Brian Flores as a coach a year
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to take them this week. Minus three against the Giants. Um, I don't love the Dolphins, but over the last four weeks, they've been dominant. Their defense in the last four weeks has 16 sacks, nine interceptions, and five fumble recoveries. Yeah. Well, that's like, the story of how yeah, so like many wins. He's a coach. He's a Belichick guy. The players uh, rally around him despite them not having the best roster in the league. I um, haven't said, Giants just haven't gotten comfortable all year. Um, Daniel Jones has not flowed well with any of their new wide receivers. Um He's 10 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He's very turnover heavy. What are your
0: thoughts We're, on Daniel Jones overall? We never talk about him either because the Giants have sucked.
1: It, it's time to move on, in, in my opinion. I don't think it should be that hard when you have you know, a rookie first-round wide receiver in Tooney. You also have Galladay, who they broke the bank on. I think Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard are both um, p- pretty good for you know, being your second or fourth option. I, I listed four wide receivers who are all competent starters in this league. Evan Ingram is a first-round tight end, who's a good um, option in the past game. Saquon Barkley. Um, O-line's not good. It should be better. But they've Joe Judge, I, li- I like as a coach. Defense is not bad. I yep. think it's time to move on. Get yourself a new quarterback. This guy is turnover heavy, and he has a very low ceiling it seems like
0: yeah it if, seems if like once
1: the, or twice a year he wow you and every other week it's just you
0: know. so you th- you think if say Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback they'd be a playoff team
1: yeah yeah um I, absolutely.
0: although Aaron Rodgers is a big get but I'm saying because yeah, he, he might yeah, not be in uh Green Bay next year
1: if if they had um let's say like the giant if they had an okay like Carson Wentz I think they would be in much better shape
0: okay well, that's a, fa- a fair answer but what were you getting at with the Dolphins?
1: Yeah, Dolphins uh, defense has played well the past few weeks. Um, Daniel Jones has not um, played well in particularly this year. He only has 10 touchdowns, like I said. They have Freddie Kitchens is now the new offensive coordinator after mm-hmm. Jason Garrett got fired. I think that's going to be an issue. And uh, uh, Tua's played well, too. They, the Dolphins play better when Tua's under center instead of Brissett. He's... uh. Completing over 70% of his passes, which is first in the NFL among um, quarterbacks who have played, you know, en- enough snaps. Um, yeah. I think the only people rated higher at the moment were like Colt McCoy and maybe Kyler Murray. So guys who have not played the full season or um, just played in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> The best in the league. Um, so yeah, he's completing over 70% of his passes uh, and he, He has a rating above 104 in the last three games as well. Um, His connection with Jalen Waddle on the underneath game has been incredible the past couple weeks, and I I think Miami being at home is the more favorable matchup against the Giants this week.
0: Fair enough, JP. Um, Let's get into number five then and uh, wrap up your picks. Number five.
1: It's a big spread, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the Colts -9 against the Texans. Um again, so are the
0: who do, have the Texans played the Lions? Uh no,
1: I don't I don't think so.
0: Do you think the Lions could beat the Texans straight up? Cuz I kind of feel like they might.
1: I feel like uh, the Texans yeah, suck I could keep going either way. Um if Tyrod Taylor's hurt, I would say yes. Yeah. But if he's there, it's going to be more about who like controls the ball. Better. I don't, I don't know that Tyrod Taylor would ever
0: be like a franchise quarterback, but I, I kind of like Tyrod Taylor.
1: I like him as a backup or a guy that can win you a few games here and there. Yeah. Um, Kind of like what he was as a backup to. Would Baker. you take
0: him to start for the Steelers right now?
1: Yeah. I, I think the Steelers could win more football games right now. If Tyrod. Taylor. I agree. Uh, and I, I think he would fill in. Okay. For Daniel Jones. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's what he's not going to win. You. He, he's gotten Buffalo to the playoffs when they have the longest drought in the history of the game. Um, but he got there. He, he protects the football, and he uh, he can win some games, but he's not going to wow you with anything. If
0: I if he's my backup quarterback, I'm feeling good.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine for me. And he's five touchdowns, four interceptions so far this season. So, you know, and that's on a bad team. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, at the moment, um, Texans though have allowed uh, the second most rushing yards and touchdowns against running backs all season, and they're as a defense, they're last in rush yards. Um, I'm sorry. Um, and second to last in pass yards allowed. So you can run the ball or pass the ball on this team. Yeah. They're um, dead last, actually, offensively. I meant to say. In rushing the football, in second to last, and passing the ball. So whoever they have, they have this rotating door at running backs. They had Mark Ingram until they released him. Philip Lindsay, they released him. David Johnson, who hasn't done anything since Arizona. Rex Burkhead, like they have this door of a bunch of guys. Like when that that old saying, like when you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. That's how they are at running yeah. back right now. They're have an evolving door of guys who aren't producing. Yeah. Um, and that's their offensive struggle all year. Um, in the last four weeks, too, Jonathan Taylor's been better than anybody. Look for him to shred Houston's defense. Um, in the last four weeks alone, Jonathan Taylor has ran for 556 yards and eight touchdowns.
0: In the last four weeks? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's 5, like 125 is still yards and two
1: touchdowns In rushing yards among all running backs up to this point. And this that's what? just in four weeks. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last thing that you said. So, 556 rushing yards in the last four weeks is what he has. Yeah. That, among all running backs in the NFL today, would still finish in the top 25. Wow. Just those four weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> where
0: Where is he in rushing right now?
1: He, he's number one. He yeah. someone has finally passed Derrick Henry after like a three week absence. <laughs>
0: That's insane. <laughs> That's yeah, insane.
1: and it, it's the guy who ran for 556 yards in four weeks. Yeah, oh my the god! Guy that that's how much.
0: That's how many yards he had to go just to finally pass him. Down. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a, that really puts into perspective how good Derrick Henry's season was.
1: Yeah, he's having a great year. Um, Jonathan Taylor is getting some MVP discussion among. He's probably MVP among non-quarterbacks this season. Um, I wouldn't give it to him yet, but you play him of the year, he's got to be yeah. a fair nominee.
0: Him and maybe Cooper Cup. You think he's up there?
1: Yeah, I, I would say. Cup, Debo Samuels playing well and um delvin cook was too but I would at the moment I'd say either Cup or Taylor there's they're about neck and neck and there's plenty of season left to give to one of them yeah it um, seems like the Rams are cooling off yeah yeah I've noticed that too I know Stafford just came out this week with a uh nagging like back injury I've heard so we'll see how that affects his play and not a bad back King Robert Woods is a bigger issue than people think at him being out for the year.
0: They're yeah, they were saying
1: with... he is not a good wide receiver anymore. He's just a sexy name. Did you see that his catch
0: that insane catch he had was like eight years ago now?
1: Yeah, it's nuts to think that he's he's so much older now, too. He's just not as explosive. I don't
0: want to say for sure it was eight years, but it was like six or seven or eight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it seems about right. Like he's been in Cleveland for a few years and now. Yeah. Yeah, that was his rookie year, so that sounds about right.
0: That's insane. That was kind of the high watermark and it seems to have cooled. Like uh, he he makes spectacular catches, but he doesn't make important catches or consistent catches.
1: No, Giants have been the worst team in the NFL since they took that boat photo to if you remember the famous boat photo the Giants took. No, I don't. It was like before their playoff game, their most recent one, they took like a <laughs> photo on a boat partying or something with like Odell and <laughs> of the other guys. And uh, I think they've had, the I kind of vaguely themselves. remember that now. <laughs> yeah. It's like a famous photo. Um, Funny story about Odell Beckham. I drafted him in a fantasy league as a rookie. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I, I took him like the third to last round. I was like, there's this guy from LSU that I know a little bit about. Um, I'm going to take him. I think he might end up starting. So I kept him. I drafted him. He ends up his rookie year. If you remember, missed time, like six weeks. And I kept him the whole time. I was just like, I don't really have a reason to cut anyone yet. And then he played one game. Didn't really do anything. In his debut. And I added, I don't remember who it is this day. I added somebody and dropped him. And later that same night, he's catching the ball against Dallas. One handed the famous catch <laughs> the week. I drop him in fantasy football. So I you're... put in a waiver claim and obviously don't get him back. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he goes on to have the best rookie season ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. Um, so, you're saying that he made that catch in his, like, second game?
1: I think it was his second career NFL game on, like, Monday night or Sunday night. That's incredible. It was, like, a primetime game.
0: I thought he was already a-, a name by then.
1: No, that was the play that, like, put him on the map.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so- but um, what I was going to say, too, Colts, um, for my pick, defensively, they played way better, too. Um, they have a takeaway in every game this year, and they have the best – Takeaway versus giveaways at plus 12 on the year. 27 takeaways, 15 giveaways. Yeah. So I think uh, Houston's not going to be getting many turnovers, maybe one if they do. Wentz has played very well recently. Um, So I, I, I think nine's a big spread for a division game, but I think the Colts are just a way better team. I like Reich as a coach. Uh, Houston has an assistant. From Baltimore, who's their head coach? I don't even know his name. He accepted the job because no one else wanted it. So I just feel like Indy's a well, way better rent organization and have much better players to the point where I think they should win by at least 10.
0: Okay. JP, you want to go over your picks one more time?
1: Mm-hmm. So we're going to take uh, Baltimore, minus 4. Uh, Minnesota, or Detroit, plus 7. New England, plus 2.5 miami minus three and indy minus nine
0: all right you heard it here let me ask you one more question before we wrap this up jp uh is cam the cam newton experience over
1: yeah i uh, had a feeling like it shouldn't have been an experience to begin with i know i was kind of in the unpopular boat there i've seen cam newton play the last four years of his career he's dealing with a net he also kind of like luck and I hope this isn't the same for Stafford. It seems like Luck and Newton just played a lot of nagging injuries throughout prime years of their career. It hasn't worked out. came doesn't complete many throws. Um, if you look at his completion percentage, I think he's, since the uh, Super Bowl run, just has been yeah. a, a bigger name than performance that you see on the field. He um, was
0: absolutely dominant back then and it just fell off.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think he's as good as a lot of people felt. He, uh, I mean, look at what he's done since coming back. I mean, last week was a disaster. I think even what he was doing with the best coach of all time in New England, he wasn't putting up, you know, anything yeah. special. He finished with more interceptions than touchdowns. I think uh, people bought into the hype too much. Yeah. I. Uh, I agree. I think
0: it's one of those stories like we want this to happen, so we're pretending like it is when there was really no chance of it anyway. And while we're talking about nagging injuries, Christian McCaffrey seems like that's going to be the story of his career.
1: Yeah, that's a shame because he's so explosive. But yeah, that's not going to help Cam by any means either. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I think this is what his second season ending injury in a row. Um, that was turning into like issue. J.J. Watt. Yeah, even coming out of college for McCaffrey, and as she was, can this is this guy durable? Because he's a little undersized, and yeah. I mean, first as explosive as he is, he's hurt. And from Carolina's right. perspective, it's going to be very hard to pay that guy.
0: Right, it, it would be, and like it's great that you're explosive, but we need you to be explosive for sixteen plus games, seventeen games, and now.
1: Yeah, and we don't want to pay a running back when we don't have quarterback. We'll use that money to pay a quarterback, or I mean, they have a very. Great young defense, Uh, great secondary. I don't think Matt' self life life on these
0: running backs are not very long. Like he has like two years, maybe, to really make some money. And if you're injured, that's going to be a big uh, asterisk against you.
1: Yeah, if you could trade him and get maybe a quarterback or just a piece for your quarterback when you eventually find your quarterback, there were rumors for Sean Watson going to Carolina. Um, obviously that never turned out, but. I, I think McCaffrey's going to have to stay healthy. And he's one of those guys who doesn't want to be taken up. Coaches want to limit his touches, but he doesn't want it. And I mean, he gets enough touches. He, he doesn't play. He gets hurt.
0: All right, JP. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. After all that, is there anything you'd like to close with?
1: Um, honestly, for this week, let's, uh, <laughs> let's make a game in Baltimore. Um, I, I'm not expecting big things especially if TJ Watts out but this is must win football um, if you want to compete in the AFC North um, which is one of the best divisions in football, two and0 against Baltimore is a necessity this season to keep it alive. Tomlin Ben never had a losing season and if they want to keep it that way it's gonna have to be 2 and0 against Baltimore.
0: I don't like those chances but I agree with the uh, idea you have to make you have to win those games.
1: Or they could do what they did against Detroit. Maybe they could finish five, five, and seven. <laughs>
0: that would be incredible. Uh-oh. How great would that be, if the team? Went?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: and everybody would be like, "Well, we didn't have a losing record."
1: Yeah, it would be great if they had eighteen games. They just went six, six, and six. <laughs> <laughs> oh and eighteen. That would be impressive. oh and eighteen. <laughs> would right. you put that team in the playoffs over a team with a win? Ah, you're like four and twelve. You're undefeated,
0: but you also haven't won a game.
1: Yeah, like would the Oo and sixteen team go before the four and twelve team?
0: I don't know. That's interesting (laughs) to think about. Maybe we'll we'll have to see the uh, analytics behind it. No. Try to figure that out. Also, try to figure out Justin Tucker's field goal percentage in Heinz Field. But they might bring that up during the game, so I will have to pay attention. I
1: tried finding it, but the latest thing was from, like, 2017.
0: I tried to look, too, and I didn't see anything either.
1: Yeah, they said he's good, though, historically at Heinz Field.
0: Yeah, I think that the clip I saw was Justin Tucker unfazed by Heinz Field.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it is what it is. Justin Tucker in a draft redo is the only kicker I think I would take in the first round. That guy is, like, automatic within 60.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a strong point. We'd have to see who else was in the draft. But, I mean, he's good for, you know, you cross the field, and that's three points. Mm, that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. All right. yeah. Well, all right. Thank you, JP. We're going to wrap it up here. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening. Listen to the Radio Report Man's podcast Click through our links, you know. See the new website, uh, subscribe, and do all that good stuff. We have videos coming out, um, and you know, come see us at uh, Matt Light's Ugly Christmas Sweater Party at the Pittsburgh Improv on December sixteenth. Uh, but thank you, JP, for JP. I'm Chris.
1: Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks
0: for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. We can't promise not to embarrass you. And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week.
1: You play to win the game. Winning.